Welcome to Change Making Women, the podcast for women who make a difference. With Siada Bade in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, and Marianne Clements in London, in the UK. So, hi everyone, and welcome to another episode of Change Making Women. I'm Marianne Clements in London, grey, dark, gloomy London in the UK. <laughs> Hi, and uh, I'm Ziada, um, Ziada Abed, and I'm podcasting from Dar es Salaam, very rainy Dar es Salaam. <laughs> <laughs> rainy, okay, cool. Yeah. And um, so, so I, um, so I list, I was listening to someone else's podcast, like yesterday or the day before, and I thought their idea was so good that I stole it. And um, I'm just going to give a call out to them. So it's a soulful MBA podcast. And they um, were sharing, you know, that some, and our questions are different to theirs, but they were talking about things they'd liked in 2017. So I kind of rifted off that idea and came up with a list of questions that mm. we're going to talk about together. So this will be interesting, I think. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> Okay, so let's start shooting the questions. <laughs> cool. Um, so I'm going to shoot one at you then. <laughs> what was your fav- the favourite thing you read this year? Uh, this whole year I was really struggling to even, you know, have that moment to read. Um, for some reason I just couldn't. Every time I hold a book I sleep and I'm, you know, and I love reading. And then I got a chance to actually read when I was on my, on my break. And guess what book I was reading? Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. Oh, Finally. Really? I mean, seriously, after all this time, that's the only time I actually managed to read that book. This I haven't read that book. I don't even know what it is. <laughs> I have to Google. It's a book by Steve Harvey. And then um, there is a movie, um, you know, done after this is practically what what Steve Harvey does just describes you know women and his concept of women and you know what men really think about love relationship intimacy got it got it got it okay got it got it yeah so I mean you can google it and and I was like oh I know what it is now yeah 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 yeah, so there was so much you know talk about this book around and and when it came out I never got the chance to read it and finally a friend actually gave gave me the book I was like you know what you haven't read the book now you have a chance to actually read it and this was actually a book that I read this year <laughs> that I what actually managed, managed what to finish what did you think of it what did you think of it what did you think of it I mean, it was quite interesting, you know, when it comes to, you know, the whole relationship and love and commitment. It was just a really interesting book. And definitely, I do recommend for it, you know, for, for especially women to go and read it. So what was your favorite read this year? So I'm going to go to something sort of work-related. So um, in the process of, like, founding to Thursday this year and working on it, I found this book, this woman who wrote a book called... Um, the idealist survival kit and 75 ways to prevent burnout and it's specifically actually for people doing that kind of emergency aid work humanitarian work mm. in disaster sorts of context you know so where there's a natural disaster or a man-made disaster or something bad happens um and i just think it's really smart 
And so, uh, and, and the nice thing about it is, although this, this topic is, you know, in, in a sense, it's deeply intellectual, but, but the nice thing about it is she arranges it as like 75 kind of reflections. She calls it simple ways in the title, but they're, they're little chunks. So you can kind of read a bit and then, um, you know, read a bit more the next day and that kind of thing. You don't, it, it's not like you have to get deep into like a really long chapter every time you pick it up. So I am going to say that's my favorite read, definitely a, a work-related read, but nevertheless, the best book I found in 2017, mm. yeah. Okay. I mean, when it comes to book, um, the, the thing is, especially when I, you know, I was traveling this year and so on, you pick up a book and you read it at the airport and you read it while you're traveling. And then once you get to your destination, you just completely abandon it. And that has been um, sort of my, I have to say, it's become very habitual for me, especially this year. So I find myself just, I have a lot of books that I've read halfway. So I guess <laughs> going, into, going into next year, I really need to start reading those books. I have piles and piles of them. And they're just, you know, all of them, they're half read. <laughs> <laughs> I know that when I have that too. But I actually find that when I travel like long distance, like if I travel on a plane a long way, that's when I actually get into a book and finish it and for me I thought it was something also to do with having a toddler you know because like it's it really is pretty pretty hard to read books when a toddler's around even if you might try you know they're gonna kind of come and like um you know interrupt you a lot and and it makes it hard to kind of just focus on it and, and I particularly have a toddler that doesn't go to sleep at any reasonable well, I'm not going to say reasonable, mm. actually, but any any time that toddlers, you might think that toddlers go to bed. So <laughs> by the time he's gone to bed, I'm like, right, no, no time. You know, I haven't, don't have yeah. energy for things like sleeping. Mm. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, <laughs> and speaking of that, so what was your most important lesson of 2017? Oh, my most important lesson. You see, I set the, set up these questions and then I didn't I didn't answer <laughs> all of them. Um. My most important lesson, I think, is that it's not a new lesson, but it's like a relearned sort of a thing. It's like, uh, it's like you have to practice what you preach, you know, like that's, that's part of how things work. So, um, and, and even though you can do things without doing that, they never work so well. So, um, what, the, the way that I learned this was through, you know, with the work that we've been doing at Jose, like, like doing it for myself. And the big lesson that's come out of that for me is how important it is for the people, the women that we work with to actually take action, you know? So it's, it's quite easy to talk to someone about why they ought to like look after themselves, take care of themselves, why it's something that they should think about. But it's totally, totally, totally another thing to take action and do more of it. Like it's, that's, that's a whole massive leap. And so that's my lesson. It's like, practice what you preach, but also like people have to do as well as understand. Yeah, that's my lesson. Okay, that's a beautiful one. It's a beautiful lesson. Um, for, me, yeah. Yeah, for me this year, I think one thing I've learned is, you know, because you constantly find yourself sort of immersed in, in other people's maybe other people's lives or taking you know taking care of other people and so on um and then you forget about taking care of yourself altogether so for me this year the biggest lesson and even including that that 
period that I decided to just take a break from work, from everything else, and just take care of myself, meaning just get some rest. That's one of the key lessons that I learned. It's very, very important to take some time out and actually care, just take care of yourself and do some of the things that you know you enjoy and love doing because you get lost into everyday life like your daily routine, um, your work, I don't know, your, your whatever, you know, you, whatever it is that you're doing, you really get, get lost in that, that you completely forget about yourself and the things that you like and the, the things that make you lively. It's almost like you become a machine and forgetting okay. that, okay, you're human and you, you have some of the things that you do. So all of that, you know, just putting it aside and deciding, you know, to take some time off for yourself that's one thing that I decided to do this year and I'm really, really grateful that I did it. And that was also the biggest lesson for me because it taught me that, you know, it, it's very important for you to do that because you get that rejuvenation as well. You know, uh, otherwise it's just, it's, it's another day passes by, you procrastinate things, you know, and so on. And you start getting into, you know, negativity somehow, you know, it, it's it, it just... Your mind gets, you know, just full of other things, very negative in your life, just because you didn't take that time off to just sort of check about. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So for me, the biggest lesson is taking care of oneself is very, very important. All right, let's talk about let's talk about impact. Like, what was your biggest success this year? Hmm. Anything. Mm-mm-mm. I would say, I would say um, the event that we did, yeah, I mean... This was the Kipilipili Expo, yeah? Yes, this is the Kipilipili Expo, exactly. So the, uh, the Kipilipili Expo that we did for 2017, it, had a, it came with a lot of challenges as well, but to have that resilience to go on and actually do it, you know, um, I think that was one of our biggest success this year, and, and, it, and it went well. So for, for, for me, I would say from Kipilipili doing the Kipilipili Expo, that was one of our biggest success this year. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, my, I'm going to talk about Jujazo, my project. I think um, it's been like the first year for us, and I think some of that's been, you know, tough learning and, you know, like tenacity. It's like the success is related to tenacity. I think, like, I've definitely got, the tenacity to keep going and that feels like a success you know <laughs> to keep going with the, the the message that I want to spread with that work and to keep kind of building it so that it's a stronger a stronger kind of project really and get more people involved in it and all of those things are taking a bit longer than I had originally like hoped and I think that's totally normal but I think you know, there, there is a sort of um, element of success in basically keeping going, which is a bit like yours, right? <laughs> keeping going is like, it's a massive success in some of the things that we're trying to do when we're trying to do new projects and get things mm. off the ground, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just to have that, you know, to have that power to say, no, this is not going to put me down. I'm going to, you know, stand up, dust off my shoulder and go, go on and do it. I mean, that's already a success. Not a lot of people can do that. So, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely correct. Yeah. And I would say another success, the fact that, you know, 
a year into our podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, a year into our podcast, so we're still doing yeah. it. <laughs> we're still doing it, and hopefully, bigger things are gonna come out of it, you know, in the in the coming year. So that's exciting. Yeah. That's definitely a success. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Good one. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I will jump to a fun one. What was your favorite song or music of 2017? <laughs> You know, my first thought was I have become hopelessly out of touch with like popular music literally since I first left the UK when I was about 19. Before that, I was like hopelessly in touch with pop music and I would be like following the charts and listening to the latest stuff. And for years I had, you know, pop star posters on my wall and all that stuff. And then I moved for a bit to Zimbabwe and then they came back here and they moved to Tanzania and, and so forth. And I, I just kind of completely opted out. And so my thought, my first thought was, I don't know, I can't say anything about that, even though I wrote the question, because like, I just don't, I'm just not, I don't have my whatever on the pulse of popular music at all. Although I did recently just get Spotify out on my phone so I'm I'm getting back in I'm getting back into it I think it's something I missed but anyway I'm gonna give a shout out though to two people who have been on the show so um are so, so basically I'm cheating um <laughs> so uh-huh. I really love Shoshani and the Namibian no I'm gonna get it wrong I haven't I haven't got it up in front of me but Shoshani's album I really love it the Namibian Tales it's called isn't it and Shoshani and and the uh, Namibian Tales, who was on the podcast, I think, mm-hmm. early, last, early this year, maybe. Yes. Um, I really love her album. I really like listening to it. I think it's really interesting and really um, soulful. And yeah, I love that. And then I'm also going to give a shout out to Eleanor, who... Absolutely. Uh, yeah, Absolutely. And in yes. particular, I'm going to tell you that what my favourite song on her album is. I um, really love a song called Pilgrim Song on Eleanor's album, and I listen to it a lot. So there we go. <laughs> so that's not cheating. That's giving us a shout out to one of our guests, uh, that, or the, the, both our guests, there are actually guests. Um, you can go back to our, uh, to our podcast and you can listen to the interviews we had with these two brilliant women. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that, that is Shishani and uh, Eleanor Brown. So they're both there. Um, for me, I would say musically, I was really exploring this year. So I don't really have a favorite song or favorite music because practically every week or every month, I would choose a country and decide to listen to cool. their songs, you know, just to find out what the rest of the world is doing aside from your mainstream music. Um, so we listen to a, I listen to that a lot. Um, I learned a lot. Um, as well as, you know, I binge it a lot on our own local music, which is called Bongo Flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we binged on Bongo Flavor, right. Yeah. So, Heather, <laughs> what should we be? Give us a few tracks because I, that's another thing. I've now lost touch with Bongo Flavor, obviously. Yeah, there are so many artists right now and so much good music coming out of Bongo, Bongo Flavor, actually. Yeah. Um, Diamond and Vanessa, who are really big now in the market and both 
you know, national and international market as well. So we can link it up with some of the, you know, some of the music here. Yeah, we should say um, that um, Bongo flavor, what it means. We should say what it means. So, does anyone know what it means? Uh, yeah, it's just flavor. It's like it's like just flavors, mixed flavors from <laughs> from Bongo. I mean, Bongo. I'm I'm assuming it, it comes from Ubongo, meaning brain. Yeah, that's what I assume as well, and yeah, I assume that Dar is like the brains because it's a big city in Tanzania. Right? That's, like, that's what I've always assumed. <laughs> yeah. So you know, because Dar um, people have, I'm assuming, have the brains. So that's where you get your bongo, and now putting the flavors together, I guess you get the bongo flavor. <laughs> but yeah, not the the actual meaning of it. <laughs> the literal translation is like brain flavor, but uh, yeah, but yeah, it's like the it, it, it it's the sounds from the city, really, isn't it? Like it's like yeah. the latest thing. It's the latest sound, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you go probably Google, what they're telling you is is that it's a nickname for Tanzanian hip hop music, but it's not really hip hop. No, say. that's not true. That's not yeah. Really. So because it has different, it has different influences. You know, you have your different influences from reggae, R&B, Afrobeat, dancehall. You know, it's just a mix of everything, and definitely. the sound is just amazing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. I agree. That's that's, that's that's out of date anyway to say that. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, all right, let's move on. Um, from Bongo Flavor 2, who most inspired you this year? Hmm, who inspired me this year? Let's see. A lot of women we've spoken to on our podcast um, this, throughout this year, having interviews with these women, um, it's just their magnificent stories. They're just too inspiring. Every time we do a podcast with one of them, I get something out of it, mm -hmm. you know, and it's quite, quite inspirational. So I'll have to say that um, mo the number one, I'll say of my inspiration this year, it has been the women that we, we you know, we featured. Did I, did I think of an answer? No, I didn't think of an answer for myself. And I'm sitting here thinking, oh, I must have a good answer for this. <laughs> it's like eluding me. Um, who most inspired me this year? I think that it's, it's, it's like you said, there's, there's loads of, of people who sort of inspire and influence me. But I think that um, um, I actually want to say that I'm inspired by both the women that are on the podcast, but also like the women that I've been speaking to in the course of like developing to Jersey in the project. I've been speaking to like a group, lots of different women, many of whom I didn't know before. And I, and I think that it is similar to what you said, like I feel inspired by the strength, the tenacity, the adaptability, the courage of, of women, you know? And yeah, there are specific people that might stand out at moments in time who do amazing things. And um, but 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 as a group, I'm just inspired by what we live through. Because talking to women about all the different balls they're juggling, you you know, you get this real big picture of how um, much we're holding in the world. You know. So yeah, I'm going to follow you like that yeah. and say, yeah. you know, the women I've. I've spoken with, worked with, mm. 
Yeah. I mean, it's, it's lessons we're getting all the time because these are women from, you know, from around the world. Um, they have different experiences. They have different stories they're sharing and so on. So every time, you know, every time you hear their stories, no matter how little it is that they are doing, but they are yeah. doing something for the community. So that sort of, you know, gives me the strength to say that, you know what, if they can do it where they're doing it, the smallest in their community, I can do it too. So it gives you that, that, that push to do something, you know, not for the community around you, for the next person, you know. So yeah. it always, it sort of always gives you that push. So yeah, it was great speaking to all of them. <laughs> and our theme tune over and over was written and performed by Eleanor Brown, who you can find at eleanorbrownmusic.com.